It's okay if you missed your favorite show. Podcasts are ready. The all-new ESPN Chicago app is here. This is Chicago's home for sports. This is ESPN 1000. On Twitter at ESPN 1000, where we have a Twitter poll live right now. Would you like to see Aaron Rodgers come down to Chicago for a season? Lead the Bears, lead uh, and help Justin Fields. I don't know. Is that a pot? It's not a possibility, really, in uh, fantasy land. But, um, you know, we want your thoughts. If you want to jump on here, 312-332-3776. I should mention that Brian is on Twitter at uh, BrianHanley534. And I'm on there, Xander Rocker, all one word, all, uh, oh, I should say one R in the middle, and that's a Z, not an X. People want to put an X in front of my name, which is kind of cool, but it's a Z. It's a Z, and we've got Matt on uh, the phone. He's been hanging a long time. I think he wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers and uh, him coming to the Bears, what he what he thinks here. Brian, here's Matt from Streamwood. Hey, Matt, welcome in to ESPN 1000. Hey, guys, thank you for taking my phone call. Hanley, so in your in your thing, you would Justin Fields would be behind Aaron Rodgers for a whole year. Is that what your scenario would be? Yeah, well, I mean, remember what the plan was. He was going to be behind Mike Glenn or uh, uh, Mike Glennon. No, Please stop. Be, no, the Red Rifle was going to be his mentor for a year. I mean, Matt Nagy's grand plan was not to show show him the field the entire year. Wait, you said Matt Nagy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I understand, but that but don't we have to make like our decision by year three for this for Justin Fields if he is the quarterback or not? Uh, the, you have can, to pick up the fifth-year option on a rookie yeah, quarterback. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I just think it would be horrible for the poor kid to like wait a whole year because he played for ten games, then right. take a pause for a second year, and then go year three, maybe be the quarterback. You know, if Aaron doesn't want to be here, which most likely he won't, because he probably demand a trade because we're we're not a quarterback away from winning anything with this team. And my my second point is Haley. What if for if I may ask you a question about Allen Robinson? Do you think he is going to get that twenty million contract no. that he's seeking? You think no. he's going to be closer to fifteen million? Closer to fifteen million, and you know that. Look, it, you have to project what he would be on a good team with a legitimate offensive line and a, a you know an all-star quarterback or a Pro Bowl quarterback. You, you know the numbers are probably down because of the team he's on, but in my world. He's not getting even. Even then, I, is he? Uh, he's not Devontae Adams, right? He's not in that class. So good luck. I, I know what he wants, and I know he's disappointed to make seventeen million on the franchise tag. But I think he's going to. That's see, actually good for what he's probably worth at this I, point. Yeah, I think there's a reality check coming for him too, and what the league is going to think about his talent and how they value it. And you think that we like we burnt our bridge with him because of this yes. year because he had that one touchdown. He. Regardless, if it was like the Bears and let's say Jacksonville giving him fifteen million, he would choose Jacksonville over us just because he's that upset. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't okay. think I think he's as good as gone. You know, Hicks is obviously going to come back. The bigger questions are: What do you do with Khalil Mack? You know, do, what are you willing to do once you get the GM and coach in place to to start rebuilding this thing? Because you're you've got the the cap uh, issues. You've got so many holes to fill. Um, do you have to? Just admit that it's going to take some time here and you give up on some of the guys you actually want to watch right now to fill holes and, and you know, get this thing accelerated so it's a couple of years instead of four years. Yeah, thanks, Matt, for the call. Uh, Matt and Streamwood there. Um, you know, you bring up a good point, Brian, in that 
okay, let's say we get the GM and the coach right, or as right as we possibly can with all things considered. You know, is it time to just admit that we are not anywhere close and we just have to start from the ground up with the exception of the quarterback position? Well, Mark, if Aaron Rodgers is gone from Green Bay yeah, and Kirk, Kirk Cousins has one more year on his contract in Minnesota, now they, there's talk they could trade him, but, you know, given what he's being paid, I don't know that yeah, I assume he probably sticks around. But the division's now in play, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still better than, than Detroit. You should be anyway. Mm. Um, I don't know that Jordan Love just steps in there and you pencil in or ink in 13 games like the Packers have won each of the last three seasons. So even though we know all the issues the, the Bears have, and they have a, a whole list of them, if, if Justin Fields is all that and stays healthy and you can start putting some pieces around him, there, you won't. Let's put it this way: you won't need the league to to uh, put together a pandemic playoff spot like the Bears got last time. <laughs> right, gift, you won't need right? that gift, right? Right. No, right. and where they got all nine points because they scored a touchdown on the final play of the game. I mean, that, what an embarrassment that was. So, it, it, Aaron Rodgers goes. How many games do you do, do the Packers win next year? Right, uh, in double digits? Are they a nine win team? An eight win team? Um, they have, we, you know, we talked to a Packer fan who called in. They have salary cap issues as well. Yeah. So um, it's enticing to think, even though you have heavy lifting to do, you could win a division if you got incrementally better and you actually had a coach who uh, could scheme things up and score you know, 24 points or plus on a regular weekly basis, right? Yeah. Unlike Matt Nagy. Mm-hmm. So, so you're basically saying, you know, put the right pieces in, but not a wholesale rebuild. You know, try to maybe try to keep a Mac. I, I think we have Quinn sewed up for another year, right? Right. I mean, look, okay. you're not going to win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. No, no. But you could win the division yeah, if, right, if Aaron Rodgers right. is is packed up and ready to go somewhere else. But if the uh, okay, so if we do that, you know. I don't know if that really equals sustained success or no. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's like, okay, do we do we try to go for uh, a divisional, uh, uh, you know, championship, or are we going to rip it down and build it for sustained success? Because I don't think Jordan Love's going to step in and have success like Aaron Rodgers did after Favre left. Right, I, I don't either. And and believe me, Aaron Rodgers somewhere will be snickering if Jordan Love, you know stumbles along his way there because of course maybe, he will because yeah. that's Aaron it'll be I told you so you know <laughs> what did you go draft that guy for when I can still do at least get you 13 wins a, a season look I just I think the division's in play and I think you're you're at least better in Detroit arguably you know with Minnesota going through its coaching search and everything else and not knowing what their quarterback of the future looks like um you could be in a better spot than Minnesota without too many you know Great moves, assuming you get – again, if you hire a defensive coach, then you really bear wow me with an offensive coordinator because this league is all about offense, even though you didn't see much of it in, in either playoff game yesterday. But if you can't put together a, a weekly basis where you, your offense can get you three touchdowns plus, you're in trouble. And that, yes. that was that did Matt Nagy in because he couldn't do it. And he was the offensive guru. All so right, so everything we – yeah, right. We were told – 
So everything, um, all things considered, what we just talked about, 312-332-3776. Do we make small, thoughtful changes, maybe not long-term success, but knowing that Aaron may not be back, do we strike while the iron's hot because the division is winnable next year, thinking we have the right GM or coach, or do we rip it down and build it for a longer-term, uh, you know, sustainable success? 312-332-3776. Cullen is in Vegas, and... Uh, he wants to talk about the gold. Hey there, Colin. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Good, good. Good to be gold, huh? Indeed, indeed. It's a, it's a good day. Uh, there, there's nothing better than the Packers losing at home in the playoffs. A former Bear destroys their season. He literally kicks them out of the playoffs. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that that was a that was a great game. Uh, I I I was talking to a Niner but fan of mine, and uh, he's a Niners fan, and uh, he was just like, "Dude, dude, we were never supposed to win. We were never supposed to win. How did we do it?" I'm like, you know, you just you, you, you're you're coming in at the right time. You, you you've got uh, you're you're coming in hot, and you know they took advantage of it. So good for good on them, and you know. I don't ever see the Bears getting uh, Aaron because that would cost an arm and a leg that they don't have and they aren't going to have for years to come because of the decisions that one Ryan Pace has made. Right. And, I'd rather that know, money and, go to a just a just a stud of a coach. Yeah, stud of a coach and a stud uh, GM and a stud offensive line. Uh, you know, some people that can actually protect our quarterback and wide receivers to throw to so we can stop running John Shoup's offense and stop, you know, passing the ball on, on third and one instead of running it. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we'll see. I, I have no faith in them, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Coming no, to Vegas, yeah. The, yeah. the uh, you know, props to our, our guy, Mike North, on the odds couple. He gave out San Francisco plus the five and a half. And that was his uh, big play of the weekend. As soon as the uh, Packers went up seven nothing, I, I went to my sportsbook app and, and in in game wagering, I got plus nine and a half. So I was I had to make up for the money I lost uh, the, on, uh, on <laughs> the Tennessee game on Titans help. Yeah. And and speaking of coaching, I mean Mike Vrabel, uh, Mike North tweeted out, you know, here's another guy who doesn't kick the PAT, and they don't make it, and instead of being up by a point, um, and, you know, they, they end up losing on a, a 52-yard field goal in the final play of the game because, well, Ryan Tannehill, no damn good. And um, they they shot themselves in the foot time and again to that. And, you know, as much as Ro- uh, Robbie Gold was the, the star up in Green Bay for all Bears fans, how about the rookie kicker for your Bengals there, Mr. Zander? Yeah. Yeah, that was really uh, nice to see. And in- Tannehill, I mean, he had a couple of moments, but, you know, Burrow... He had three interceptions. Right, 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 right. But, you know, again, a couple of moments, but the three interceptions, and Burrow performing, even though he'd been shown his back nine times, is just... It's still mind-blowing. Well, believe me, they're going to get their butts kicked next week. Yeah, and they Um, probably will. They probably will. No matter whether it's Kansas City or or Buffalo. Yes, yes. But, but, you know... I know Cincinnati tweeted out, the Bengals tweeted out, that's why you draft a kicker because, you know, they, they spent a number one pick, I think, for a kicker. But uh, I did see this, Evan McPherson, the, the rookie uh, kicker, who they said is, is got ice in his veins, 
um, had a couple practice kicks right before he trotted out there. And, mm-hmm. and before he even got uh, left the sidelines, he turned to a couple of the guys on the sidelines and said, well, I guess we're going to the AFC championship game. And then went and drilled a 52-yard field goal. Not bad for a rookie. No. That's pretty Not good. Bad. I like that attitude. You know, we're going to preview what's happening today when we come back, Brian. We'll talk the Rams and Buccaneers, Bills and Chiefs tonight. The Rams, Buccaneers, early game starting at 3 p.m. Uh, well, that's Eastern time, actually, 2 p.m. here Central. It's uh, Xander and Hanley. If you want to jump in, 312-332-3776. This is ESPN 1000. All right, Brian, before we get into what's happening today with the early and late game in the divisional round for the NFC and AFC, we've got an issue here in Chicago in that we do not have a GM or a head coach for our team. We've talked to about 1,300 people so far. (laughs) I don't think Jim Harbaugh was contacted. Didn't he tell the press that he's never received any contact from the Bears? Isn't that correct? Uh, I thought I saw that. Well, he certainly hasn't been interviewed. The Bears at least have been transparent about uh, everyone they've talked right, to right. And, or plan on talking to. And um, I know that some speculation has him ending up in Las Vegas because that would be a very Raiders thing to do. And Harbaugh would love to be that guy to, to go out to the uh, out west and take care of the uh, the conference that, uh, you know, he wasn't good enough for even after all the success he had in San Francisco. We've got Mac on the, on the north side. I think he wants to sell us on uh, Harbaugh with the Bears. Hey, Mac. Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? Good. Good. Yes, Jim Harbaugh, head coach. Then you have a chance of getting Vic Fangio back as your defensive coordinator because as far as I can tell, he ain't on anybody's short list Mm-mm. for a head coaching job. And then, of course, go get Lewis, uh, consider Lewis Riddick as, G- as the GM. That's my thoughts. If the Bears want to re- want to want to restore the fans' uh, confidence in them as a franchise, I, if, if you don't have Jim Harbaugh on your short list, then I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I can I, I can sustain any confidence in this franchise because it's really limited right now. I, the only thing with that scenario is I don't think Lewis Riddick wants to have uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh would come in with wanting to have a. a maybe the last say in personnel moves, not only a say, but, you know, first and last. Mm-hmm. Have, and I'm not sure Lewis Riddick would would want to have that as he tries to run an organization. You know, if you get Sean Payton, and I know you can't call Sean Payton because his phone's off, but if you could, it'd be tampering, one. Um, but if you could, you know, find, put feelers out, talk to Jeff Ireland, see if he could fi- figure out what Sean Payton's future is, then... You have your GM basically, right? I mean, Ireland shows up with the title, but Sean Payton, uh-huh. as, as he's done forever down in New Orleans, is the, the personnel guy too. And it's worked, you, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then you can then you can you can pay the fifteen million dollars a year because he's you're basically giving two salaries to the guy doing two jobs in Sean Payton. Thanks for the call, Mac. Um, you know the the idea of uh, having Harbaugh here with Riddick. Uh, as you said, doesn't make any sense. And I haven't really people. So many people have talked about Lewis Riddick, but he hasn't been if they're being very, very transparent. And he's not uh, on the list. You know, yeah. he's not on the list. Have we heard that he's been connected to anybody else? Nope. Not that I've seen. And no, I don't there's know a chance what, what that, that he does. just doesn't want these to teams get, to get out of his, uh, you know, his uh, comfort zone. The thing about Lewis Riddick is that you don't necessarily have to announce Lewis Riddick until you've interviewed him. 
Like with all these other ones, you have to request uh, right. the ability That's to interview. Right. So you don't have to do that with someone that works at ESPN. But do you think Same he's thing in with play? Jim Harbaugh. You don't have to request, per se, right. to re- interview Jim Harbaugh because he's a college coach. He's not affiliated with the NFL right now. Do you think Lewis Riddick is in play for several teams? I would say he's going to get an interview. I mean, he's gotten interviews in past cycles. I believe he interviewed with the Texans last year, among other teams. So he'll definitely get an interview, I'd imagine. Okay, of these teams, maybe he's looking at this list and saying, you know what, I'll be the hot commodity next year, too, and I'll wait for a better list. Maybe maybe it's Minnesota or whomever. But he did say Chicago was a primo gig. Yeah, he said he'd listen to Chicago. Speaking of the Texans, Josh McCown? I, I mean... He was a rumor last year, I want to say, too, because yeah, I think he had a late he interview. He interviewed with him last year. And look, I mean, you know, Jay Culler said that Josh made him a better person because that's who Josh is. He's a wonderful guy, a great teammate. Um, really? I mean, could you, uh, could you just, a guy who coached a high school football team, that's your experience? You're just going to. Yeah, what what would that say, that they're just uh, trying, to, no, trying to save no money I, with all the people available? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But then again, people might have been uh, looking at us how many years ago when we hired Nagy. There are other people available. Go Tressman. I mean, come on now. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I mean, Josh McCown was uh, a quarterback two years ago for the the Texans. Yeah, I I would say I think Josh McCown could be a head coach one day, certainly. But to have him just go from being a, a backup quarterback to... Being the head coach of an NFL team, albeit a very dysfunctional one, too, I don't think that's the recipe you want. Missing some uh, ladders in the rung there. Tyler, you you and I talked about Ron Rivera started as a quality control coach, basically a volunteer coach with the Bears. He didn't even get the $15 an hour that (laughs) Olin Kurtz was offered, I don't believe. He started as low as you can start to to start his coaching career. And, I mean, bottom rung, and he – he put in the time and the effort and everything else, and he's been pretty successful. I mean, it's, he's still around doing but it. But he right? did go step by step. He didn't jump any rungs on the ladder. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, especially with all the issues you got in Houston, you know, the court, quarterback wanted to hire everybody until uh, his off-the-field stuff came to the uh, you know fore, and we found out about all the lawsuits and everything else. So even though you don't question his talent, you wonder when he's going to be in an NFL game again. Yeah, to now you stand up there as the owner and announce Josh McCown. I mean, I how go you know write that check for the season tickets down there. And listen, I'm not against the oh, this is the way it's always been, so that's the way it's got to be. But I think it is, especially in the NFL, it is pretty steep to go from being a quarterback from two years ago and then not having that coaching experience. Although I will say, in the case of Josh McCown. He kind of has been an extension of a coach out there for the last, what, probably five, seven years of his career that he played. Okay. Right. But I, I'm, I'm still with you. I think you do have to go through the process. But it's not like I'm against young coaches. In fact, no, Josh no, McCown's but, but, older than some of the coaches. He's older than two of the coaches that were uh, coaching last night. No, I, I got that. And, and But, you know, the fact of the matter is we all sit here and say, well, college coaches don't make the transition in the NFL very often. You know, go talk to Urban Meyer and talk to people in Jacksonville. How'd that work out? Uh, even when they have great success at the college level. It, I mean, it's just a leap of faith, right? Maybe he can put together the best damn staff you'll ever see, and I'll be sitting here five years from now going, that was an inspirational hire. And yeah. they are, are thinking outside the box hire. But, okay, why, why wouldn't the – 
Does he not like the Bears? Everyone else would be interviewed. Did he not pick up the phone and call, you know, George McCaskey since he you know, played here and said, hey, you know, if you're talking to everyone else, I'd like to have a Zoom meeting with you or come in town. Well, you know, Brian, what Tyler said, the insight of him having uh, been on that team for so long and, and kind of acting as a de facto coach on the sidelines, that gives him a leg up. But certainly maybe some of the big names want no have no interest in going there because of the mess oh, that yeah. they would be taking on. And maybe no, that's, maybe that's the decision that they have to make internally because they have them there and he has some insight and he, you know, he, he has a lot of association over the years as opposed to getting new blood in and saying, this is a mess. I can't do anything. Yeah, well, you look, know, this is too much. Mark, the dysfunction in Houston is totally different than the dysfunction here. The dysfunction is. here is the family thinks they know what they're doing and they don't. Right. Down there, it's a bunch of stuff that's out of your control. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and and so there, uh, there is still appeal to this Bears job. I mean, when you hear people around the league talking about, and we've said, one thing you get is time, right? Matt Nagy, uh, Ryan Pace got seven seasons or whatever. Uh, Matt Nagy, even though the last three seasons he couldn't string together uh, three touchdowns in a game, let alone three weeks maybe. Sure. Uh, Arguably, he had enough time. He should have been launched at the end of last season. And yep. they, there, there was Ted and George saying there are football guys and, you know, we need to see improvement, but, you know, they're going to collaborate and it's going to happen and it didn't. But one thing, you know, that the McCaskies don't fire people in season and they don't fire people after one season. And it's already. Chicago and it's the Bears. There's yep. a lot to like about this job. Yep. And you're right. The mess down in Houston is much worse. It's a, it's a whole different world down there. I mean, mm. good luck. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Dean wants to uh, talk about what happened on the uh, Bengals Titans game yesterday. He's uh, downtown. Hey, Dean. Good morning. You're on ESPN one thousand. Good morning, guys. I will get right to that, but um, I wanted to say the argument for what you guys were just saying is that it's happening more and more in the M- and the MBL- NBA and MLB. I don't think those are coaching leagues, quote unquote. The coaches in those leagues are like glorified babysitters. They're basically coaching egos and personalities. In the NFL, X's and O's and scheme matters so much, you know, in football that that's just my opinion. Like basketball players, you know, they and MLB, they, they win and lose games, and the coaches, I could take them or leave them. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and I'll get to my Titans point in a minute. I just wanted to say the – also, Matt LaFleur, that's two seasons in a row now, guys. Questionable calls are, you know, under his watch that the, that the season has ended with some pretty weird stuff, you know, that, that decision-making yep. last year in the playoffs and then this. So I, if I were a Packers fan, I would not be happy, but I am happy because I can't stand those. <laughs> <laughs> well, celebrate your happiness. Uh. <laughs> and, and by the way, Byron Westwich is still 15-1 to 1 on DraftKings to be the next coach. So if you like the Bucks to lose today, which I think they will, the yeah, good kid, that's a, a good wager to put on DraftKings if you like that. And uh, to my Titans point, I was watching the game yesterday, and at halftime, you know, I heard Boomer say it during a break, I think, and I heard him say it at halftime that you never go for two unless you need to. I, I don't have one strong opinion on that against it or, or one way or another, but I, I do think that you never, ever give up an opportunity to take the lead. So Absolutely. Yeah, no I doubt. mean, I was telling my friend, I go, you don't think there's been games in this league that have ended seven to six? Absolutely. So it's just, I it was... hope that uh, continue. Sorry. Well, Mike, 
uh, Rabel said he's going to be the head coach down there for a long time to come. I'm not, you know, I'm not so sure because uh, as Mike North tweeted out, all, all these guys with the analytics and now it's in vogue, you know, River wrote uh, Ron Rivera used to go for two all or fourth downs all the time. And now that's the thing to do is go for two point conversion. You saw it blow up in Baltimore, kick the damn point. I know that they had a flag and it, you know, the PAT was going to be that much farther but you kick the point. And take, yep. I'm with you. Take the lead. I, I, mean, I, I think they should have done that, but I hope that he doesn't get dragged through the coals on this because I think that that team is tough. They're an extension of him. They are smart. I think he's a smart coach. You know, people can say what they want about that decision, and I think they are tough as nails. So I hope they don't get rid of him. I, I kill to have a guy like Mike Rabel. You guys enjoy the games. Take that. Thanks, Dean. All right. Yeah. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think I think he's going to hold on to his job, but he is going to take uh, he's going to take some lumps for this. I thought you could have run the ball all day if he wanted to, and they they did it in spurts. They did it at times, but they didn't right. commit to it early. Certainly, it did not seem like uh, they did it enough. Absolutely. No, they did not do it in my right. world. They didn't do it right. enough. They, you could have you could control both lines of scrimmage. You could have beat you know, and and Joe Burrow and that offense wasn't going to get going if you. I mean, you pounded him him into submission with the nine sacks, and if he just you know pounded their defense into submission by running the ball. But again, you don't get credit for running the ball in the NFL. No, no, it's not fancy. Matt Nagy doesn't like it. Nope, Nope. he's not an idiot. He knows he needs to do it more, but he never did it more. So (laughs) three one two three three two three seven seven six. Back to take more of your phone calls, and we will. Preview what's happening today in the divisional round in the AFC and the NFC. Yes, football Sunday. This is ESPN 1000. All right, Brian, we've got a few games to preview today. We've got the Rams and the Buccaneers, 2 p.m. start. Anything change for you on that game? No, as I told you yesterday, a little leery that uh, I think 65% of the people wagering um, are taking the points in the Rams, and that was my incl- inclination and still is. Okay. Um, but, you know, I just I, – I think I think the Bucks should be favored by, you know, four, four and a half in that game. Um, so it almost seems too good to be true. That's why I would take the two and a half and be – you know, think the Rams might win outright. So – you know, on the uh, crawl I uh, on TV, just glancing earlier, I saw that uh, this talk is uh, starting again, which it happens every year with Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, he's considering retirement after yep. this season. Now, is that just at this point? Isn't that just a given every year? I'm not sure if he talked to somebody and said that, or if this was just another assumption. It's a solid assumption. The man is. Uh, if he wins, a, if he wins another Super Bowl down there, I would say it. The odds are more likely that he, you know, hangs it. I, he, I think he wants to hang it up on a winning note, right? Sure. Uh, well, of course he would. Yeah. Right. But it'll be interesting if he would hang it up if he doesn't win. Yeah. I yeah, mean, because the guy looks like he could play another ten years now. Right. You know, that's the the TB twelve uh, supplements in the whole system, and I don't think he's had a slice of pizza in probably ten years. Um, hey, that's a sad existence, isn't it? I yeah. mean, look, I get, I get the success, I get the money, I get all of that. But take pizza away, wow! Well, I think Oli sugar Cruz, are in all of his diet. I have no idea how the guy, uh, you know, can can do that. I mean, good for him. I think Olin Krutz uh, tweeted out a week or so ago. It's good to be Tom Brady. I mean, like the entire life, it was good to be Tom Brady, right? And he's a young man still, so whatever he does, 
post uh, quarterback career, it's going to always be good to be Tom you Brady. You know I mean, he's going to pig out. No. <laughs> Wouldn't it be no. great, though? Oh, yeah. Seriously, all here, down the line, he's about, you know, he's 70 pounds heavier, eating pizza, going out to bars, drinking, just being the life of the party. Do you think Giselle would go for that? Yeah. I don't, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Probably hey, not. Hey, Probably Tom, not. Uh, the, the third helping on dinner, we don't need that, okay? <laughs> Let's push yourself away from the yeah. table there. Yeah, uh, 180. All right, so we've got the Bills and Chiefs tonight. Chiefs are giving up a point, and uh, this, I, you know, I, I'm, I've got the Bills all day. I got the Bills, and as soon as, if they can hang another, you know, seven touchdowns on, on uh, like they did against uh, New England, Brian Dable better be on speed dial uh, from Hal Saul. Again, hire him at halftime. Yeah, I would have hired him again. I know you would have. I know, but but you know, today we just have to let the first half go by and then put him on speed dial. Have Bill Pullian call him, not Ted Phillips, please. Oh, please, please. We're going to go to uh, Greg in downtown. He, uh, I think he wants an El Presidente. Greg. You're on ESPN yes, 1000. You want, you want a president hired, huh? You know that that Hell would be more yeah. money for the McCaskies. Yes, sir. I mean, I, I don't get it, man. You sit there on TV and say, I don't know nothing about football, but the football guys <laughs> just report to me. You know? It's no, you're like, right. It's as plain as the nose <laughs> on our face. Absolutely. The, I, mean, the, 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 I mean, what idiot does that, man? He's uncomfortable with the quarterback conversation. Matt, what you, don't don't talk to me about that. You're the yeah, but, but I'm not report a to me guy. about everything else. Yeah, they report to me even though I'm just a fan. Help. Right. Hey, so they he can report to me. me that job. Yeah, but it's a, you know, Greg. It's another ten million dollars that they would have to spend. And well, uh, Greg, what 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 are you willing to work for? If it's uh, you know, if you're willing to take the job, uh, more than the fifteen dollars an hour that Olin was offered, I, w- I would think. But yeah, you can you know report to him too, or they report to you, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. I I figured the only way we're gonna get something done is we get lucky. <laughs> because they definitely don't that's know a plan. how to nobody. Yeah. That's a plan. I mean, we that's the only thing we got. That's all we got. Is to somebody good get through the other teams and land in our lap. Oh, boy. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's where we are. That's why oh, we're yeah. celebrating the Packers' misery. Yeah, because... thanks. Thanks, Greg. Oh, yeah. I, I, hey, I don't like the 49ers, but last night I loved them. Yeah. <laughs> all of us. We all did. We all did. Thanks, Greg. Uh, you know, he. look, it is as, it's as simple as that, right? We do need a president. They're not going to do that. They're just not going to. Well, I mean, you can call him whatever you want. Uh, president, uh, czar. You know, look, give, the, give a football, you know, a, a football GM the title of president, whether it's president official or not. Ops, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't, yeah, keep I don't Ted care. out of there and keep George out of there. Yeah, but but here, Greg's right. I mean, the here comes boil it down to we we gotta get lucky because what is your confidence level now again i you know the the lists are are thorough and exhaustive and and pretty good i mean when you see all the names and and possibilities right for Mm -hmm. both gm and head coach but then greg says well guess what we just have to get lucky because you don't have any faith that the guys sitting in the room or on the zoom meetings can sort through all the information they're being given and the answers they're being told 
and figure out who's the best uh, is a head coach group and uh, who's the best in the general manager group. It's right, just, right. You got to get lucky. It's it's the people a- asking the questions that are really the problem. And there are a couple of TBAs on this list for GM Rick Smith, who has been talked about many times, ex Houston Texans GM. Yeah. That's intriguing. Omar Khan from the Steelers. Uh, I, I really appreciate what they've done down there, even though they made an exit this year. Um, those are TBAs so far. JoJo Wooden from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, director of player personnel. On the coaching side, it looks like we had a couple maybe yesterday. Todd Bowles, if things went as planned, and uh, Dan Quinn. And mm-hmm. we have Dennis Allen from the Saints this Tuesday. But aside from that, uh, the list is complete. Yeah. We'll uh, see if, if they you, add more names. If you're going down to the Saints, just get me Sean Payton, and then we don't have to worry about GM or coach. We're, we're, we're good to go. Right. What what would we be willing to give up to uh, make that happen? I, whatever what, is the rule? what is the league rule on a uh, draft pick? It would have to be, is there... It's just negotiated. Uh, okay, okay. So it's not yeah. an automatic first round or a second no. round or anything like that. No. I mean, but look, if the guy doesn't want to come back... So you can't say, right. You well, can't make him come back. Sure. Yeah. So you might as well get something for it. Yeah, you're not saying we need a first round pick. Right. You can ask for the moon, but <laughs> right. Sean Payton is either not going to coach in New Orleans, and then he would have, a, uh, I would imagine, a very short list of teams he'd be willing to go to. Mm. I don't think he's showing up in Houston or Jacksonville. Right. So you know, and this being home, it's got to be attractive. But, I would think. I, I would think. And yeah. again, if you could bring Jeff Ireland along, and he can do all the paperwork and. You've worked well together, but, you know, Sean Payton's been the guy calling the shots down there on and off the field. Right, so, right. You know, and, it, and it's been moving that way in the NFL, right, where you yep, have a more yep. of a – now, let's look at what's happening in Pittsburgh. You would think that uh, Mike Tomlin's calling a lot of the shots, right? I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so, too. I mean, he see, and, and that's when we talk about Brian Flores, it seems like that would be kind of the model of which he wants to step into – a situation like that, right? And but he's not Mike, Mike Tomlin. I mean, Brian Flores is that winning record through three, three right. years. No, in he Miami. certainly isn't. But I'm saying right. because there are deals like that around the league. Well, the problem gonna... with Brian Flores, if you listen to the ownership in Miami, is that his his personality. Yeah. His personality is that he he you know rubs people the wrong way because it, it, he wants to tell the GM what to do or the owner what to do or. The rookie quarter, not the rookie, you know, young Tua, uh, what to do as a quarterback, which is fine because you're the coach. Right. But there was a reason. And again, Miami's not exactly the organization you would hold up and have um, many teams in the league aspire to be them. But it's surprising he's out there given the success he's had with, with the stuff he had to deal with down there, right? Right. Do you do you have any prediction? I know that you had said last week that you thought that maybe things would start turning over Wednesday. Is there another time marker this week that no, we I'm should not going down that road? No, well, well, we we, yeah. we won't hold it yeah, against it. But I I figure one of the, either Flores or Dable or that one of these guys would be hired by now. Um, but. I, I, you know, Flores, Flores certainly busy. He's, yeah. he's not in the playoffs, right? Right, 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 right. And it, it is surprising. We don't know what to attribute that to, but really only one GM has been named, and that was uh, for the Giants, Joe Shane. Yeah. yeah. And and that scares me that he's going to go and get Dable, but he might get, you know, Leslie Frazier. But, you know, again, your, your GM has to be comfortable with your head coach and have the same vision, right? Right. So. It, it, it has to be. And we've, we've had. 
the uh, reverse happened several times here. We just cannot afford to move forward that way. And now that it's taken as long as it's taken, I'm going to guess they will name the GM before they get to the head coach. And and that's and that's a perfect world. It's a perfect scenario. Yep. But I thought maybe one, a couple of these head coaching candidates would be so impressive that, and not only with the Bears interview, uh, but with the other interviews that, that they had, that some team would jump and say, we got to get the coach because he's our guy, and then we'll work around it. Well, let's if, face it. When George said that he would be open to that possibility, we right, all jumped would, on that like, oh, my God, he's going to screw this up. Why? He because he it. screwed up a right. lot of stuff. Well, again, back to Greg's call. We just have to get lucky. <laughs> right. 312-332-3776. We've got a Twitter poll that we're going to wrap up, and uh, we're going to wrap up this show at noon, and we'll be right back to do that here on ESPN 1000. All right, Brian, we've got a few things happening today. Among them, Bulls are taking on the Magic down in Orlando. Orlando Magic, 8-39. Even though we're missing Levine and Ball and Caruso. Caruso. Boy, it'd be nice to get that win just to get a W. Yeah, well, the good news is there's no snow down there. They'll enjoy the trip, and they should enjoy a win no matter, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, certainly what we're hoping for. We'll take them where we can get them at this situation uh, that we're in with all the injuries and now Caruso being out for an extended period of time. Rams and Bucks early game. We'll see what happens there. The Rams have not lost a playoff game to the Bucks in recent years. They're 2-0. Yeah, and um, the odds couple, uh, Carmen DeFalco gave out the Bills over, the Kansas City Bills over, which he had at 54. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for a wager... Uh, Carmen and Mike North and Randy Merkin. Uh, Merk was on uh, was with me on the Titans yesterday. So, um, but uh, they they also gave a prop out Matt Stafford to throw a pick in uh, interception minus one thirty. They gave that one out. You buying? I don't think so. But the okay. league in picks this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Although the one thing about Tampa Bay is they've had that banged up secondary all year long. But they still have been able to get a couple turnovers. Like, they got a couple last week against uh, Jalen Hurts. I could definitely see even two, maybe. But I, I still like the Rams to win the game. Okay. Yeah, but you're laying a little You're laying a little juice at minus 130. But if you, got, if you think they're going to get two, that's easy money. So... 312-332-3776 as we're about to wrap things up. If you want to jump in with any final comments, I know we have this uh, Twitter poll that we have uh, put up there. Brian, you put this up there. This is fantasy land, but making a deal with the devil, possibly. Aaron Rodgers coming to the Chicago Bears for a year. Next year, say he leaves Green Bay, comes down, acts as a uh, a guide to uh, young Justin Fields. Mentoring Justin ment- Fields. Yep, yep, yep. And, and getting you 12 wins along the way in a, a depleted maybe, division. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. And bringing all the drama. I mean, it, all of it, all of it, the whole package. Would you do it? Would you not do it? We're going to yeah. go to uh, Jake for for the way this poll is uh, turned out here. Jake, go ahead. Tell us uh, what it looks like. And so don't got... use the foul language that people are using. Yeah, that yeah no, no, I'm not, yeah. not going to say any of the comments, but we got uh, 60.1% no, and then yes, 39.9%. And how many votes on there? Do we have? Uh... 707 votes. Yeah, got some action this morning. Well, you know, I'm sorry. That's just football stupid. That's just I mean, and, and, I heard it's 40%. fandom. It's emotional fandom. I heard forty well, percent of people don't want to win next year. That's, That's what I heard. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, are you kidding me? 
that's just I, whatever. I, what what are you watching? What are you looking at? I, Aaron Rodgers will make that bad offensive line better. You know, he will get you to the playoffs next year in this division. And by the way, he'll be tweaking Green Bay when he does it. I know this is pure fantasy, but you you can hate Green Bay from now until the cows come home. And good lord, my good friend Les Grobstein had a smile on his face as people point out on Twitter. Because he oh, you Packers. know he did. I saw that tweet too. Yeah, but I mean, and he did. And, and Bears fans hate the Packers. But if you really wouldn't want at least one year of Aaron Rodgers, even at 38, and I get it, he had he didn't win Super Bowls, but guess what? He gets you to the playoffs, then help me. You help me. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want to do. Now, would that, now, would that delay any type of other improvement because of the money he would want? Well, I mean, Again, this it, is it, fantasy it, land. Right. You, 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 you have to trade for him, you pay him, whatever. I'm just saying it's not happening. Right. But I, my the point of the question was you can hate the Packers, you can hate Aaron Rodgers, but, but do he's you a hell win? of a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, really, you, would you rather see what you just saw for the last three years in, in an offense that was just, you know, you know what, on a stick? Come on now. You know, and, and, and considering all things, uh, you know, the idea for me still being a fan first of Aaron wearing a Bears uniform, it's just really weird and not that appealing. However, given the fact that he would be extracted out of Green Bay, and you have Minnesota, the shape they're in. Green Bay, the new shape they'll find themselves in. Hey, in if Detroit. you're celebrating the Packers' misery and and celebrating like the the Bears just won a Super Bowl, then you're 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 cementing Green Bay's misery for years to come. Yeah, that would that would that would. You know that's true. Right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And uh, you know nothing. In I'm looking every day for baseball news, and it doesn't look like anything's going to get started <laughs> on time. Which is just I, I cannot believe they're both so short sighted. And you can take either side; it doesn't matter. They're both holding this thing up. And in this day and time where the pandemic is affecting everybody's lives, how can they afford to really do that? Well, with, again, with fans, there, there, I, there's, there's no there's yeah. no hard deadline. Uh, but everyone's like, oh, you know, February 1st. Well, good luck on that. That's not happening. Right. Well, uh, you know, first opening day, you know, that that's as long as you can have two weeks of spring training. Yeah, you could. But there's been no movement. I mean, None. on any of the major issues. And here we sit on, what, the 22nd, 3rd, January 23rd, whatever it is. And, and tell me how they're going to get all the major issues done in a matter of a month or so. They're they're not. And I had so much hope. We talked to Jesse about this, you know, leading into the lockout, uh, did a show with him and he gave me some hope. Well, the players association is supposed to get back to him this week, right? With the counter proposals to some of the, yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if there's any movement is Jesse did say normally he's a player's guy, but he kind of, at least uh, in our conversation, said that the players are being a bit more unrealistic than the owners. But again, billionaires fighting with millionaires, it's hard to (laughs) to pick a side, right? Yeah, you know, and that's interesting because I thought it was the other way. But, you know, I certainly give uh, Jesse uh, a lot of credit for the insight. And and that's a shame. That's a shame either. I don't care who is leading this dysfunction. It still is dysfunction. And it is just going to screw with uh, the fandom because there, there are so many... There's, there's so many reasons to walk away from watching or getting involved in baseball. But my understanding is the teams are still sending out invoices for season tickets. Of course this month, they are. Right? Of course they are. Okay, yep. and if I'm, if, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. If I'm a Cubs fan, and those are very expensive tickets, and that's a big check to write year in year out. 
I'd really have to think long and hard as to uh, whether I want to keep spending that money. I can't, I can't imagine anybody being, being excited about spending their money and, and all the prices are going up. They're not going down because of this. No, but you, you know, the fear is if you've had these tickets like Bears fans, you know, for decades, and I know you friends lose of mine who've yeah, had you Cubs, lose them, it's Cubs hard to get them back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you're going to miss out all of a sudden they're going to be good in two years. And you had really nice seats and you, and you love all the people who sit around you because they, everyone re-ups every year and it becomes a social thing. And so, you, you know, you miss all that. Well, let's hope we have something to talk about about this time next week, both with the Bears and maybe even baseball. Tyler Rocky, thank you to him. Jake Cantu, thank you to him. I'm Xander. Brian Hanley, thank you for hanging. We'll be uh, talking to you again next week and uh, enjoy the football today. It's ESPN 1000.